Hello and welcome to the Womanifester podcast. I'm your host, Katie J. I'm a women's empowerment coach and a mentor to badass, game-changing women. I'm here to share insights, practices, and resources that help me and my clients manifest with ease. It's my hope that you'll apply what you learn in this podcast to your life. When you embody these practices and mindset shifts on a daily basis, you will notice profound shifts in your life. My clients and listeners tell me that after working with me, they have a deeper trust in themselves, a better relationship with their own inner wisdom, and they are more alive and awakened to their inner joy and happiness. If you want more energy, more self-love, more abundance, and better relationships, then tune in for your daily dose of motivational messages from me and my special guests. If you're ready to live life as your most authentic self and manifest faster and easier than ever before, then you've come to the right place. Thank you for joining. Let's dive in. Welcome back to the Womanifestor podcast. We have a very special guest with us today. We have Tanya, who has 18 years of mentorship experience and is now a published author and speaker. And I'm really excited to dive into some topics with her today, including the four pillars of her business, which actually are very similar to the four pillars of my business, which I think is funny that there's that overlap there. So Tanya, can you just start by explaining what your work is and where you are currently located in the world? Sure. Well, hello, Katie, and hello, woman, woman, Fester. Am I saying that right? Woman, well, manifester, yeah. Like there it. you go. You just gotta, you just one, gotta one manifest. It. It's a mouthful. I know. I, I know. It's it, trust me. I get the same when I tell what I'm about to say about mine as well. But hello, everyone. As she said, my name is Tanya, and basically, what I do is two things. First of all, I help you figure out how to fit the puzzle pieces of life together. Hear that tongue twister? Puzzle pieces, <laughs> puzzle pieces of life together, so you do life right and well. And then by doing that, I help you to figure out how to do life and leadership unapologetically on purpose. That's literally what I do. I do that every day in my blog, blog, whatever you want to call it. Um, called Talk with Tanya. I do it through my work as an author. I do it through my work as a speaker, life coach, strategist, and just all around friend family member, whatever you want to call it, wife. But I am in Texas, the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. Happy to be back home. I'm from Texas as well. I don't know if you know that, but I was born in Houston. I saw that. I was about to get real nosy. I saw that. (laughs) We probably (laughs) know the same people. One of the things I want to talk to you about is that you have 18 years of experience Can you dive a little bit deeper into your background (laughs) and how you got to where you are right now? 
everybody's like, you don't even look like you're past 18. So how can you say 18? Basically, I've been doing what I've been doing officially since I was 16. I graduated high school early and I literally was passed over to take on our youth department. So I was a dean pastor, but basically I was over our youth department at my church. Even before that, I was a youth leader. I was doing mentoring even at an early age. So it's been my bread and butter, um, like it says, that's kind of why it says I've been working with teens, young women, young adults. But yeah, 18 years, I've been doing it for a long time. Kind of one of those things when you grow up in church and you're a PK, a pastor's kid, you're expected to serve. So I've literally been training for what I do now since a very early age. I actually told somebody, I started thinking back and I began kind of leadership and public speaking training, like at the age of three. I didn't even remember it until I started thinking back about those Easter speeches and those plays and those programs where somehow I was always a person that had to go up and speak and talk about what we learned today and all those different things. So been doing it for a long time and doing what I do for a long time. And it's just kind of morphed and not even morphed, but basically expanded to kind of see full picture of how everything was supposed to end up in the end. So that's kind of where I'm at right now. It's so funny the way that you describe your experience growing up in, is it a Southern Baptist church? Yeah, I guess you could say that. Yes, Baptist. I don't know how Southern. (laughs) But it was growing up Baptist then, you know, in Texas, everybody kind of in the late early 90s went from Baptist or missionary Baptist to non-denominational. They did not allow women to be ordained as ministers and preachers. So to do that, a lot of the missionary and Baptist churches began to become non-denominational so that they would be able to ordain women as ministers and pastors and evangelists. Because before then, all women were only basically a missionary at max an evangelist. So to do that, they stepped away from the Southern Baptist denomination. I didn't know any of that, but I really (laughs) appreciate you making that very clear because what Mm -hmm. was interesting is like how much I resonated with your story. Like my grandfather is a pastor and Mm -hmm. his legacy very much lives on in my dad who was never ordained Mm -hmm. or went to school, but he's taught so much in like even our church home in Austin, he teaches, he doesn't preach, he teaches. But, you know, so I very much grew up in that world as well and felt like I was always the one decided upon to present. I was like the leader in a lot of Mm -hmm. um, both school and Bible study projects. Like it just was decided upon for me. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So that's so interesting that there's that parallel. And now here we are in a space where we are, we feel driven to help people, help them transform their lives. And one of the Mm -hmm. things I wanted to dive into your I help statement, you say, live their life unapologetically on purpose. What does that mean to you? It's a loaded statement. And I love that I made it loaded like that, because that's really how I feel. It literally can mean so many things to so many people. The unapologetic part, you know, a lot of times people are living for other people. They're living for 
expectations, they're living for the acceptance, all of that. When all you need to do is really tap into who you are, who God says you are, and do it unapologetically, and you'll be fine. You won't even have to worry about anybody else. You and God will be good, and you'll be straight. That's what it's about, like leading your life, being the leader that you're called to be, because it was funny when you said, well, my dad doesn't preach, he teaches, and you like all stepped into what I was like. I was like, oh, she's taking me too fast, because I really want to dig into that, because a lot of times, even when, when I talk to people about purpose, I tell them it's literally that thing that you think is nothing, that thing that you do so easily, that you make it so regular degular that you think it's nothing when the fact is the person next to you are struggling through that very same thing. But you're called to it. So because you're called to it, you don't think it's anything. But the fact is that it is your purpose and it doesn't have major thing, this spotlight thing, spotlight because it's you and that's what you do well. And so when you're talking about your dad and he's not a teacher, I mean, that's a gift. You know, not everybody can teach. Not everybody can help people transform their lives. Not everybody can just be a listener. And that's a gift. Not everybody can do that. When we start realizing that the things that we do that well and we do that, it seems regular. When we start actually thinking about it, that is our gift. That is our That is our passion. That is our assignment here in this earth. And if we can do that, we've done our part apologetically on purpose, of course. I love that (laughs) explanation so much because you're so right. Like my dad even said to me one time, he was like, you have a gift and you have no idea what you are capable of. And I think that type of parenting has been extremely helpful along the way. But there are a lot of people out there who didn't have that support. And not to say that my dad was perfect or anyone Mm -hmm. in my life was perfect, but for those who don't have that type of support in their life, is that, are those the people that you're primarily working with who are kind of reparenting themselves? It can be a person, you know, I'm working with where they thought they had one path. And that path, like I said, may have been the path that they thought they were supposed to go down for various reasons. They thought they were supposed to go to school, get the degree, go get the good job. And that was it. But then when they started to do it, they were like, is this all? I don't even know if I'm fulfilling my passion. Like, I don't even know if this is really why I'm here and if this is why I'm here, is that it? Like, is that all to life? You know, the thing I talk to people about is whatever you're doing, even if you still have to do that nine to five, make that nine to five work for you. And then use those opportunities there to help build you, to help grow you, help you figure it out. Because I talk to people that are in their fifties that are like, okay, 10 years. I'm out here. You would think at 50, you would know. But the reality is, like you said, I don't know how they grew up. I don't know the examples they had. I don't know if they were already told, well, this is what you're supposed to do because we never had this and we never did this. So this is the plan we've laid out and you're supposed to follow that plan. It's literally figuring that out because I get it all the time. Like, tell you, what's my purpose? What's my purpose? Okay, it's not this magic eight ball type thing where you shake it up and okay, here it is. No, your purpose is what's been there from the beginning. A lot of times I'm helping you to uncover it. I'm helping you to feel comfortable and being unapologetic about your purpose. I'm helping you to strategize the plan to be able to execute your purpose or to build yourself in your purpose. And that's where it comes with the vision. You know, like I said, I I also do classes and I do strategy. I do organizational leadership. So I may be just talking on the subject of purpose or or helping you to figure out how to be the best leader. So the different things that I talk to everyone about, 
it's still the same arts, which is basically still the same, helping you to figure out how to fit the puzzle piece of life together, help you to figure out how to do life and leadership unapologetically on purpose. At the end of the day, no matter the age, no matter the size of the group or the individual, it all stems from the four pillars of my brand, which is purpose, passion, vision, and destiny. Yes. Can you dive into those? Just like whatever introduction that you would normally give to each one, how they're intertwined in your business. As I said, the core of what I talk about is purpose, but a lot of times everybody's asking, what's my purpose? What's my purpose? Well, most of the time your purpose comes from your passion. Like it's what's already there. It's what was there from the beginning. It's what you like excited about. You get back to doing when everything else is gone, when you're home from work, when you've done feeding the kids, when you've done, you know, doing whatever you had to do, you get back to that. And that's when you find joy and fulfillment. And so that's a little bit of what I, I kind of dig into. So it's kind of like a stereo, even though I say purpose first, that's because it sounds better, but it's really passion, purpose, vision, destiny. But passion is where I try and really start getting into that work. Like, okay, what do you like to do? What do you do in your spare time? What do you do when nobody's around? And like I said before, the times people downplay it because they think it's small. It's not that big a deal. But the fact is, if you have fun and you are excited about crocheting or you're excited about cutting grass and you want to get a side hustle, you want to start a small business, you want to develop another stream of income, and that's the thing that makes you happy, then that may be the thing that need, you need to look at to, to really figure out where my purpose lies. And the thing about it is, it's kind of like something you said earlier. Yes, I may enjoy crocheting. Yes, I may enjoy cutting grass. The purpose really comes when you actually get to deliver that project to somebody, that newborn mom, and you're giving that joy, that smile, that bonnet you crochet for their child and to know their story. And maybe this was their first time having a baby or they've been trying it. That interchange, that interaction. That's where the purpose starts coming because you know why you're here. The passion may be the crane. But the purpose is that opportunity to share your gift with them and to be a part of the next phase of their journey. You know, the same thing if it's the cutting the grass. It may be just cutting the grass and you like it, but hey, it may be that older couple that their grandkids or the kids are out of state and you're the person that comes around every week. And that's kind of their check-in, that you're checking in on them a little bit. And so your purpose is a, a caregiver, but you're cutting grass, you know. It seems small, but when you see the art of how God does that thing, it's amazing. And so that's when it gets to the vision, like really fine-tuning it and really figuring out the next layer of it and putting the passion and the purpose and taking it, if you want, from a side hustle, a hobby, to a full-on business, go for it. But at the end of the day, I'm just a person that gives. I'm just a person that wants to see the best in you. Everything you do amplifies that, represents that. So it may start as you just do the crochet. It may just start as you love to cut grass, but as you continue to be who you are, destiny fulfills itself. It's just a part of the journey that you're in and that along the way, the different assignments, the different jobs, the different positions, the different work you get, 
you keep making your mark. You keep doing what you're supposed to do and call to do it. And that's how you get to that. I hope I answered it good for you, Katie. <laughs> you absolutely did. Okay. Yes. Yeah. You know, with these pillars, you do a number of different things. And one of those things that you have accomplished in the past is publishing books. And I want to dive deeper mm-hmm. into that because I know there are a lot of people who want to write books out there. They want to get a book out there, but they know there's a book in them, but they can't seem Mm -hmm. to get it out there. What would you tell them to do since you've done this multiple times? I literally tell people, I need you to get diary of the mouth. Just vomit it all out. Put it all out there. Stop trying to worry about proofreading, editing, Stop trying to worry about flowing it all out and outlining it, just diarrhea of the mouth, just vomit it out. If that means you do it on an audio recording, because we have voice recording on our cell phones now, or if you just type it all out, write it out on paper, however you need to do it, just do like, that's how, you know, how you hear people, they do all these like author boot camps and they say, I wrote my book in 24 hours or over the weekend, because literally that's what it takes, just throwing it out there. Because you know what? Your job is writer, not the editor, not the proofreader, not the copywriter, not the book cover designer, not the person that's going to make it all pretty and flow it all out. You are the writer. You write the story. You literally probably have more than one book, but because you're trying to figure this all out, you literally pause yourself. The editor would do their job. They will let you know, okay, this is a lot. We need to break this up. So how about we make this one book, this a second book, and do this as a study guide or a journal. And that's it. You write. That's your job. That's your number one job and your only job. If you're trying to be a published author, all you do is write. That's it. You take that time. If you need to just go somewhere, get away, whatever it is, diarrhea the mouth, vomit it out. You good. Let everybody else do their job that you're going to pay them to do. <laughs> that is the best answer ever. I'm just going to say amen to that because it's so <laughs> true. People forget what their gifts are and they try to do everyone else's job in the process. They try to be the editor, they try to be the cover designer, and they try to do everything, but that's not your job. Your job is to write, to get yep. that story out into the world and you're hindering your growth. That was such a great answer. Thank you. So one of your books, I think maybe you have two books called Mind Matters. It's a book and a journal. A book and a journal. Okay. So what are some practical ways that you can bring more balance into your life? And that's kind of the tagline of that book and journal is practical ways that you can bring more balance into your thought life. And then I also wanted to ask you, what is a thought life? What does that mean? So my matters, it's all about getting out of your head and jumping back into life because sometimes you get stuck. And my goal in the book, in the journal, is to help you get your mind right so that you can figure out how to get stuck and back on purpose. It all goes back, like I said, to those four pillars. Because the thing is, we do get stuck. Life happens. You can get stuck. One story I say is people don't realize how one thing can lead to another thing. You could get stuck just how you start your day. Stuff starts going wrong at the house. You spill coffee on yourself. The baby throws up on you. 
Um, your husband didn't put gas in the car. He locked his keys in the car. And that literally one thing can mess up every single thing that happens after that. If you don't look at it with a good perspective, if you don't take the time to not let it get you stuck and not mess up your whole day, look at it for that was what it is. Okay. Who I didn't like it. It, it wasn't how I wanted to start my day, but I got to figure out how to jump out of this. I got to not let this make me get in my own head and let everything get ricochet and pile up and all that. So it's definitely about getting out of your head and getting out of your own way. One thing I know I talk about in the book a lot, and it's applicable, especially today, the beginning of the year, 2020, first month, second month, whatever, first part of the year, everybody has a solution. Everybody has all these things. It's a new year. It's a new decade. It's a new month. It's a new season. I have all these things I want to do. And sometimes people get so overwhelmed at the larger picture and the big list that they fail to put in a little list to get to that big thing. They fail to put in little steps. They fail to get into pieces. Okay, yes, I want to write a book, but I need to schedule that I'm going to write one hour every Saturday morning before I have to start everything else. I'm going to take time, do one hour a day. And you check off that Saturday, I did my hour. The second Saturday, I did my hour. And you have four Saturdays and you checked off each hour. That's a little step. That's how you break it up. That's how you don't get stuck. That's how you don't beat yourself up. That's how you don't literally get in your own way. That's how you don't get stuck. You break it up. You break it up into smaller things so that you can see the small wins, the small victories, and keep yourself pushing. And then not only see the small wins, but okay, I missed a Saturday, but I'm going to the next Saturday. I'm going to make it up on a Wednesday or something like that or Sunday. Like you don't feel like you lost so much when it's one thing. It's all just about accountability and being accountable, not to anyone else, but to yourself. And so that's what it's about getting out of your own head, getting out of your own way and not letting yourself beat yourself up. That's something else I talk about in the book. Like, please, it's enough people doing it for you. Don't beat yourself up. Like, that's the worst thing you can do. And don't talk down to yourself. Don't put yourself into a place to where you defeat yourself before you even get started. So the question about your thought life, oh my God, like, it's really all about before you even like, you know how some people can be defeated before they even try? That's how, because they talk themselves out of it. They've already said they, they're going to lose. They already come. Like, you know, you come in a game when you're little, before it even gets started, they already come with a sour face. They already come mean mugging and looking like, ugh, because they've already defeated themselves. Nobody had to do it for them because they thought they weren't going to win. They thought they wouldn't be the one that would be able to overcome. And so when you have that already set up in your head and talking to yourself like that, that is not a good thought life. That is not a good mindset. That is not any way you're going to be able to get anywhere. So yes, your mind matters. How you think goes before you even talk or say anything how you think is how it starts how you think is how it starts i love that hello beautiful soul katie j here i'm briefly interrupting this amazing episode to invite you to connect with me on ig through instagram i share weekly trainings 
community and client highlights, and host monthly new moon ceremonies to help you realign with and manifest your goals with ease. Follow me on IG at Womanifester. That's W-O-M-A-N-I-F-E-S-T-E-R. I love connecting with like-minded women manifesting their best lives. Okay, let's get back to the episode. So with your background, would you identify as religious? I identify as I'm a believer, Mm -hmm. but I work with clients of all creeds, colors, backgrounds. I just care about your purpose. I had a friend and he actually was shocked with some of the things I was telling him. And he was like, first of all, I didn't know that was all in you. I didn't even think that you have this type of why he was like well I knew I kind of figured you know you were in church I was like okay I said I care about you as a person I care about your purpose I care about you living and dying I care about making sure that you leave everything here in this earth that you were supposed to do cause to do and that's it I can't judge nothing else now you know if I'm gonna have to call you out but it's not gonna be in a way that's attack you it's to build it's to uplift you it's to encourage you it's to motivate you it's to inspire you you know but gotta be big sister yeah I'm, I'm gonna do what I gotta do you know I'm a believer absolutely my assignment is perfect and that's why I'm here I love that yeah sometimes you you do have to be provocative in a way to break up what's normal for them like no this is a big deal like even the way that you said earlier the you know vomiting out of the mouth and in diarrhea out of the mouth like it's very vulgar so it sticks in people's minds and they're more likely to understand what it is that you're trying to say and then also be able to implement it on their own they're like okay if I were to just diarrhea out of my mouth what would I say you know and you really bring it down to earth in that way I've really enjoyed talking with you, Tanya, and I want to know where can people go to learn more about you and your work? Sure. So my website, it's Tanya, T-A-N-Y-A, jmiller.com. All the links are on there, but I also have a direct link to my store. In addition to my books, which come in audio, print, and digital, the journals only come in print. Those are on there. They're also on Amazon and Barnes & Noble. But on my website, one new item I did this year called mini message flashcards, because like sometimes you need a message, you pull out like, hey, what did I say I was going to do and why? So I came up with like series of four for this year. So far, I have message buttons. I, I don't know, I kind of fell in love with them. And so there's basically messages to encourage you, motivate you, inspire you, to help you to do life and leadership unapologetically on purpose, just the whole nine. Um, I have t-shirts, hoodies, sweatshirts, all different things on the website, but that's at shop.tanyajmiller.com. I have a school as well where I have courses to help you do life and leadership unapologetically on purpose. Some are free, but a lot of them come with several different classes in them. And then they have some videos or audio as well that are part of some of the courses on a gambit of topics. That's at school.tanyajmiller.com. And then I said I have a blog. That is Talking With Tanya. I'm on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Definitely follow me. Definitely subscribe. Check me out because that is where I am every day. And then I guess I give a little shout out. I did a mixtape. I'm not a rapper. <laughs> that is not what you'll get 
I'm not a rapper, but it was one of the things because I've been having my blog since 2005, almost 15 years. So I have a lot of content. One of the things I wanted to do, like 30-day devotionals with some of my older content, but I also wanted to do mixtape. You know, everybody's like, Tanya, like, can I get them on a CD? I was like, we don't even do CDs no more. So <laughs> I kind of put them over it like a dope beat and kind of, you know, had a producer hook me up. So I have a mixtape, volume one that came out. It's on all digital outlets called Talk With Tanya Mixtape, volume one. So it's on Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, so all of the digital media outlets. So I'm out there, like you said, because it's all every day. I'm still trying to help you figure out how to get the puzzle piece of life together to do life right and well. That's what I'm about. So everything I do, I produce, speaking, writing books, you know, leadership strategy, life coaching, everything my product services is still on that same thing purpose passion vision and destiny that's it i love it (laughs) thank you so much for your time today tanya i really really appreciated you spending a few minutes of your day just sharing your story and your message with us thank you i appreciate it i enjoyed you guys y'all are part of my family now I know that your time and energy is so, so valuable. So I want to just say thank you for stopping by today. If you enjoyed this episode, I would greatly appreciate it if you took a screenshot of you listening to it and shared it to your Instagram. Tag me at Womanifester, and I will be happy to share it to my Instagram story as well. This helps us spread the word about manifestation, mindset training, and all of the good juju that comes out of this type of podcast. I also love connecting with podcast listeners. So tell me what your biggest takeaway is. Tell me what your aha moments were, and I will gladly share them on my story as well. Can't wait to connect with you, and I'll see you next time. Bye.